Welcome to the Stonelaw Church Podcast. I'm Neil Watson. And whether you are a regular worshipper with us, or whether you just listen to this podcast, I pray that the, the words of the message would be a real blessing to you, and that it would bring you closer to God as you experience more of the love of Jesus in your life. As we come to, as, as we've already seen, we've lit one Advent candle. Um, now, this first Advent candle can be known as the, the prophecy candle, or as we look to see it, as the, the, the candle for hope. And the, the hope that we, we are looking at is not the, the kind of wishful thinking type hope. It's the hope that, that Paul speaks of in the book of Romans when he he talks about this hope that that doesn't disappoint. You see, hope in the Bible is about putting your trust in a trustworthy God. And in that hope, you're willing, you're able to wait. You're able to, to be patient because you know that you're placing your trust in a trustworthy God. So just like those prophets, um, we also have hope. We hope that, that Jesus will return soon and that this dark world will receive its light. Now, Isaiah chapter 9, um, those, those verses are probably ones we've heard numerous times uh, over the years, uh, very much a, a prophecy of our Lord Jesus. And the thing is, when we go around our town, we'll have seen that there are there are many Christmas trees up already. There are lots of lights flashing in windows. We've now lit our first Advent candle and we now find ourselves very much in the, the Christmas season, the Christmas period. And Christmas has become probably um, the biggest celebration all over the world, whether it's in the, the secular world or within Christianity. Although that's the surprising thing, that this major Christian festival seems to have completely transcended our Christian walk and our life, and it's now out there in the secular world. It's a huge, huge celebration all over the world. It's difficult to get away from Christmas. The word Christmas, everything that's now become associated with it, and I'm sure that we've all been bombarded with, with emails and adverts and things through the door, probably since the 1st of November, all telling us about the, the many things that we could and should get so that we might have that perfect, perfect Christmas. The perfect present for this person, the perfect present for that person. The amazing deals that are, that are on the food that we might have at Christmas time. All of this has been happening from probably the 1st of November. However, I remember going into a, a, a supermarket here in the town. Could probably have went to any supermarket. But I remember going in there in October. October. And seeing that there were selection boxes already on the shelves. 
The struggle was real not to buy one. But I knew there was probably no chance that it would survive the two months to get to, the, to Christmas. But it's difficult to get away from it all. And amongst all of this that's going on, it's difficult. And in that, we run the, the, the risk of missing out on that true meaning of Christmas. And that's why this year, our Advent series is called Hidden. It's about unwrapping the, the true meaning of Christmas. That in amongst all of the other stuff, that we don't lose our focus. That we focus in on the true meaning of Christmas. And it isn't that all of those other things are bad. It's not that those things are bad. Everyone likes a deal. Everyone wants that, that perfect present for the, for, the, for the person that they love. Everyone wants to have that, that perfect Christmas. And what that looks like will look different. However, as Christians, we need to make sure that our focus is in on the true meaning of Christmas, which can be difficult with all of those other things that are going on. So we're going to spend some time during Advent looking at that, trying to understand and remind ourselves of the true meaning of Christmas. Away from the, from the adverts and the, the other things that bombard us with you know, snowmen and various other things. But one of the things that signals for me the start of the Christmas season is the darker nights and the brighter lights. There have been a few times over these last few weeks that, that I've left my, my office here in the church and came through here and it's pitch dark. Make sure I don't bump into any chairs when I'm leaving. But when I'm going on my, my way back home, I'm fascinated by lots of lights that are outside people's houses, that even in the darkness of the late afternoon or evening, there's these wonderful lights that are on display. But you see, the thing is, the Christmas lights are far more than, than just decorations. They're meant to symbolize that there's light in our world, a light in the darkness. And as we come to our passage from Isaiah chapter 9, we read of the people walking in darkness. And yet a great light dawns upon them. Isaiah writes, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. Isaiah is talking about the people of God and their promised Messiah in verse 2. He moves on in verse 6 to talk about how the Messiah would enter into our world. And it would be in the form of a child. A child born here on earth to walk amongst us. For a child has been born for us. A son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders. And he is named Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. This child immediately, immediately is one with authority 
And with that responsibility. And that's something that Jesus embodies so wonderfully and powerfully throughout his life here on earth, all the way through Gethsemane to the cross, to his death and glorious resurrection. He knew the responsibility that was, that was placed upon him. Isaiah moves on. This Messiah would be a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting Father and a Prince of Peace. The thing is to us, the language of the prophets might sound mysterious or, or strange, but to the people who heard the message, they knew that they were hearing something that had come from God. That Isaiah was a prophet speaking to the people. The message that they heard was that they were to expect someone significant. This Messiah, this promised one from God. And over the years, they waited and waited and waited for their Messiah. They'd built up their expectations, convinced that the Messiah would give their nation freedom from all invading armies, free from all sorts of problems. They thought the Messiah would be so obvious that they could not possibly miss him. But the surprising thing to us is that despite waiting for hundreds of years, many people who were waiting and expecting the Messiah, they missed the event. When the Messiah eventually came. These people long ago missed out because they built this picture in their head of what this Messiah would be and it didn't match the reality, which was Jesus. They knew from verse 7 that the Messiah would be someone who would come from David's line. They're probably expecting a warrior king like David was, not a wise rabbi who walks around preaching peace and forgiveness. But if they'd laid to the side their own expectations, their own thoughts, and focused in on that message from God, they wouldn't have missed out. Isaiah writes, his authority shall grow continually shall be endless peace. For the throne of David and his kingdom, he will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. It's clear from these words that this Messiah would be the light that the world needed. Justice and righteousness. This long-expected Jesus that we just sang about. But what does a, a world in darkness look like? And what does it mean? Well, I think there are two ways of looking at it. The first one is if we are to look out into our world, we do see a lot of injustice and violence. Over these past few weeks, 
There's been a lot of focus on those who are forced to choose to risk their lives by traveling over the English Channel to reach a place of safety and freedom. Some of those who unfortunately never make it to the south coast of England. And while most people are rightly heartbroken by these things, there are certain areas of the media who seek to dehumanize these people who make this, this choice, this decision to risk everything to get to what they see as freedom and safety. But there are those who seek to dehumanize these people. And when that happens, it's a stark reminder to me that our world can be a very dark place at times. We can struggle to have that hope that I was speaking about at the beginning of this sermon. Our world can be a dark place and it is certainly in need of a great, great light. It needs to show it the right way to move forward, that we might move forward together as humankind. The second way of looking at this idea of a world in darkness is that there are so many things we just don't know. Sometimes frustratingly so. If we think throughout human history, and indeed our most recent history with regards to COVID-19, there are so many illnesses that have needed to be cured. As a humanity, we needed a light shone on these illnesses. And God had inspired so many amazing people throughout history to come up with cures for different illnesses. And we continue to pray for breakthroughs for so many different ones that we still don't have a cure for. There are still so many things that we do not understand. And we find ourselves living in that metaphorical darkness. So many things need revealed to us. We need a light in the darkness. And you see, the thing is, when we find ourselves in that place, we have a tendency to look for our, our human resources or worldly ways of fixing things. We want to fix things. It's in our nature. We want to fix problems. It's in our nature, and God realizes that, that that's how we work. And I think if we're completely honest with ourselves, we can't ever possibly fix everything. We all have different gifts, different skills, different responsibilities, different characters. We can't always bring light to every area of darkness. There are many things in our world that we cannot fix. God knew that. And part of the plan was that he would come into our world. Emmanuel, God with us. God would come and enter into our world to walk around as a human being in the person of Jesus. His ministry and his message really highlighted to us that we cannot rely on ourselves and nor do we have to. We needed the light. 
And that light was delivered in Jesus. We needed a wonderful counselor, the Prince of Peace. We needed the light of the world. And one of the interesting things about this particular passage is that Isaiah says that the light shines on them. And it almost brings up that picture of light being like a sun rising and the darkness being sent away. And in good Presbyterian fashion, I have three points on why I'm drawn to that kind of illustration. The first one is that the sun gives us life. If the sun didn't exist, we and everything on the planet would freeze. Nothing would be able to live as there's no opportunity to grow. Jesus says in John's gospel that when we choose to follow him, he offers us a life of abundance, life in all its fullness. That while the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, Jesus came that we might have life. The second is that the sun shows us truth, shows us the reality. You see, if the sun wasn't there, we would be in complete darkness. Imagine if you didn't put your, your headlights on your car. You're driving about in the darkness. You're going to bang into a few things. If it wasn't from, for the light from the sun, we would be aimlessly walking around, banging into each other. In much the same way, Jesus, who is the light of the world, shines into the darkness, highlighting the things to us that we should be doing. Highlighting to us that when we follow him, it means that we need to seek to be more like him every day. And for that to work, we need to be spending time in God's word regularly. Because contained in the pages of the Bible are guides to us, guides to helping us become more like our Lord Jesus each and every day, guides to help us walk in the paths that we're meant to, that will allow us to flourish, that will allow us to have this life of abundance, not the kind of life of abundance that the world might tell you, but because these are the words of God, we understand what we're meant to be doing. Guides to allow us to flourish as disciples. The third thing is that the sun is beautiful. A sunset or a sunrise is beautiful. We're told not to look directly at the sun, and for good reason we can ruin our eyes by doing that. Because it's powerful. But when we see a, a beautiful sunrise, it can be such an amazing thing. And at this time of year, during the, the darker nights, well, the darker days, really, they seem to come in very, very quick. We wake up in the dark and we go home from work in the dark. It can be a real struggle to see a good sunrise or, or sunset. However, for a lot of people, it can be a really tough time. Every single one of us needs vitamin D. 
and we get our vitamin D from the sun. But some people need it more than others. And the darkness steals our joy. I have a relative that suffers from this during uh, the year, especially this time of year where he needs to take supplements and use a special light so that they get the right amount of vitamin D. Because if they didn't, then they fall into quite a tough, tough place. And there are many people in the world that, that struggle like him. And in much the same way that we need the vitamin D from the sun, Jesus, the light of the world, wants to give us joy. Doesn't want, like the darkness, to come and steal away from us, but wants to deliver to us joy. Jesus helps us to see that glorious light, glorious love of God. In the times of real darkness, it's for that reason, Isaiah says, for unto us a child was born. God's free gift of grace is offered to each and every one of us. When we admit to those times of falling into the darkness, falling short of what God deserves, those times where we think we can get ourselves out of it, that we don't need Jesus, that we can do things in our own strength, when we admit that we need God, when we need Him, God reaches out and says, you are forgiven. He shows us that in the person of Jesus. That we're able to receive this amazing free gift, this perfect present. In Matthew's gospel, we read of Jesus going to the cross and darkness falls over the land. As Peter writes in his first letter, chapter 2, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Wow. God's own people called out of darkness and into that marvelous light. That while Jesus descended into darkness, the whole world, each and every single one of us, would be ushered in to see the beauty of the light of the Lord, this marvelous light. That through Jesus' sacrifice, we could receive that light of the world that brings us life, guidance, extreme joys that God wants to put into our lives. So as we travel through our Advent series and throughout the, the Christmas rush, let's remind ourselves about the true meaning of Christmas, that it's about preparing and celebrating the one who came into our world, not to be celebrated, but to serve, not to sit on an earthly throne, but to ensure that every single one of us we'd understand the nature of God and the one true throne. A throne of true justice and righteousness. He came to secure us an eternal life 
with our loving Father in heaven who reaches out to us with this perfect gift and says, this is for you. This is for you. So unwrap it this year. Receive it. For God so loves you that he gave his one and only son that you may not die but have eternal life. You see, that first Christmas, a light dawned and we now have the opportunity to walk in the light of the Lord every day of our lives. So let's make sure that that is never hidden from our lives. Shall we pray? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are the the light of the world. Forgive us for those times when we fail to see it, for when we become overwhelmed by the dark. May your light grow in our lives that we might be able to spread it, that more of your peace, more of your love would shine through us as we travel through this Christmas season. May our joy grow as each week goes on, and may we go deeper in our relationship with you. May our journey through Advent and the celebration at the end of the month be the best one yet. All this we ask in your precious and mighty name. Amen.